Sweet. Sweet. Welcome to episode of the Sweet Podcast. Sweet film talk, I should say. I always get that wrong. Um, I'm here setting up the Wii for our Japanese foreign exchange students, getting ready to play some Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Wow. Which is the weakest of all of them, IMO, but that's okay. Um, uh, what are you up to, dude? What's going down, sweet TC? Um, I'm about to jump, jump in my car and hop on over and play some Super Smash Brothers. Let's just do this pod another time. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get some 2v2, dude. We'll get some individual, maybe some team brawl going. Uh, I'm on my way. I'm about to hop in the car. No joke. Oh, love that. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, we just got back from Vegas. Um, Ate some pretty good food, Raisin Cane's, Shake Shack was a little bit of a letdown. But, you know, the other time I went there was back in 2014 in the summer when I, my parents and I went to New York. And that was good then. So we're, we're hitting out. We're sitting at one strike. I believe in the three strike rule. You know, and also I think it's because you got the, the smokehouse one. Yeah. Sp- I've never had it. Yeah. But just reading the description, I was like, mm. yeah, I should have I should have gone with you. I should have gone with yours. I like lettuce on my. On my burger, but this isn't this isn't the sweet food talk. This is the sweet film talk. But true, real quick, off top, off topic, Keeks. What is the best um, thing you've snuck into the movie theater food wise? Oh gosh. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I've had like we've been able to sneak like Little Caesars pizzas in. That's probably. There's a the trick is you can sneak a pizza in, you just do it in your coat, obviously, or you can go to Little Caesars. I worked there for like three years. If you want the cheese bread, you can ask them to put it in the crazy bread like bag, and then you just slide it in your purse and you're good to go. Oh, I was I thinking, I was like, there's no way you're gonna be smuggling a cardboard box in there, but I mean Ziploc baggies. Oh, way to go. you're in. You're good. That's what about you? Dude? Um, mine was Del Taco. I went to see uh, when saw Den of Thieves back in February, late February, and <laughs> I was starving. I went to like a 10 o'clock showtime, uh, just me, myself and I. I went to Del Taco and I got like three chicken soft taco, a spiced jack quesadilla, a churro, and I was wearing sweats and I just stuck that bag right in, you know, <laughs> right in front of my pants. Underneath my sweats, so a little bit of a Just, little bit of a bulge, but I had my uh, sweater to cover it up. And man, that was a that was probably one of the best del, del tacos I've ever experienced. And Den of Thieves too. What a combo! Yeah, loved it. All right, well, Keeks, what uh, what movies have you seen since Wednesday, streaming wise? Geez, today actually, you know, I was like, you know, I, I'm I'm not really loving myself today. I kind of want to see what I can push my limits to uh emotion wise so <laughs> turned on schindler's list and i'll i'll tell you what that was um that was you know not honestly it was actually a really good choice the movie's amazing yeah i would i was i mean it's three hours long but i loved it i know liam neeson's in it yeah he's the main guy he's oscar oscar schindler i think is his name uh-huh yeah, he's really good in it. Interesting. I've so, ne- never seen it. I know it's like one of the greatest movies of all time, especially on IMDb. It's like number six. Yep, number six. It actually won Best uh, best Picture and Best Director. Mm. Shout out to Steven Spielberg. Wow. Oh, Steven Spielberg directed it? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think. Wow. Sweet. Gosh, what? Yeah, it was that year he directed that one and i want to feel like he directed another good one that year but i might be thinking of the years he did saving private ryan 
Sweet movie morsel already at the beginning. Bam. Just hitting you with that knowledge. Love uh, that. What, what about you? Dude? Oh, you already know what I saw. So Steve-O, Mark, and I, Friday night, saw Face Off. Now, oh. anyone that is listening to this, it's on Netflix. And this was the most corny, uh, hands down, most corny movie I've ever seen. But the action pieces were great. I mean, it was pretty cool action movie, but the acting is just atrocious. I mean, we were laughing so hard. I mean, you got Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. I mean, two just legends on the same screen together. Oh, that's honestly, oh, John Travolta, man. What it's a, a it's a pretty long movie. It's like two and a half hours long. But I mean, like I said, the action pieces are hilarious. Uh, the acting is hilarious. It's just a freaking funny movie. So you got to watch that with a group of people. If you're going to watch that by yourself, you'll, you'll still laugh. But I, I recommend watch with a group. And then I watched Your Name. And so glad you did. I was floored by it, as I already told you. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners watch anime. I'm not an anime junkie by no means. I mean, I love my Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know what person didn't have a childhood and didn't watch Dragon Ball Z, but you know, it, it happens. So I'm I'm always open to watch an anime movie, and this is a great anime movie. It's a great love story. It's a great um, just story in general, and. I think the soundtrack is amazing. Oh, it's oh my gosh, the soundtrack is so good. And this this was in your yeah, like I said, if I watched this movie in 2017, it would have easily been in my top ten. It's I saw like I said, I saw this movie in the theater last year, just with like hardly anyone there, like basically all girls, you know, like six of us dudes <laughs> were just in there chilling watching this romantic Japanese love story and oh I love it I watch it every few months just to rewatch it and oh it's great great replay value so I highly highly recommend watching your name and then last night I watched No Country for Old Men oh you watched it dude what did you think I I liked it I thought uh, Josh Brolin did a great job Um, and who's the villain what's his name Javier yeah Javier Bardem yeah oh he was fantastic now the only thing I hoped I hope for a better um, duel between Josh Brolin and Javier there at the end. I mean, we kind of got one in the mm-hmm. hotel, but I was, I was like, wait, Josh Brolin dies already in the hotel. Like Tommy Lee Jones stumbles upon him. Spoiler. So that <laughs> that was a little that was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. But overall, I loved loved the movie. Thought it moved. Face is great. I like the setup and I love the Western vibe. So it's great. It's the ending's a little interesting too. Yeah, I thought the ending was a little anticlimactic. I was hoping oh, for more, a little bit of a face off. I mean, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta type face off. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you know, I don't think it could beat that. If everyone's, uh, I don't think it could beat that, but you know, it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah. Not really though. So, um, yeah, those are the three movies I watched. Great movies. Um, so today on the pod, we're going to discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp, give our little review, and then we're going to dive deep. We're going into top five favorite MCU and top five worst MCU movies. Yes. Oh, we've got um, – I've got all mine ready to go. There's a, I mean, there's like 20 MCUs, so it's pretty easy to do a ranking of top five bottom five but yeah what did what did you think overall of ant-man so ant-man and the wasp i thought was you know 
a solid Marvel movie. Uh, I kind of expected what I was going to get going in there. Uh, I really liked Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. I mean, that's my first celebrity crush. Thank you, Lost, the TV series. My first binge watch ever. But no, I liked it. I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought I thought there was just two, there was two villains, and I thought that was one too many. Well, I honestly, what I what I thought about the villain it was it was just he was there to basically get them get action set pieces of them using their powers. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see them and because I mean you don't really remember their motive. I think their motive is like they're trying to use the some tunnel that they're building for basically business use and get money. Yeah, and that's that was the whole plot of the movie was. Uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Hank Pym uh, trying to get Hank Pym's wife out of the quantum realm because Ant-Man has, you know, that vision in the bathtub that she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically the whole premise of the movie. Then Ghost is also trying to get the quantum realm to heal herself. So I, I liked how there was some, you know, morale issues with Ghost because she wants to get better than Ant-Man and the Wasp want to get, you know, uh, the Wasp wants to get her mom back. So I kind of liked that strife. And I thought some of the uh, comedy was funny. M- most of the jokes landed for me. Uh, I think the ones that landed really landed. The ones that didn't, I kind of caught myself thinking, Ugh. why? <laughs> you know, like, I-, I just didn't get it. I didn't think it was... I mean, I got it. I just didn't think it was that funny. Um, Direction-wise, this is honestly what I was thinking. It was just, like, literally Ant-Man and the Wasp was hit or miss the movie. Like, things that went really well were really good, really funny. The things that didn't were just, like, flat, not great. The first part of the movie, I'm sitting there, like, like just thinking, this movie is not dur- – it just didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. The color palette looked kind of bland. I just felt like the whole movie is just thinking, oh, we can't do this. But maybe this. Yeah. It's, you know, not a whole lot. I didn't feel like there were a lot of stakes involved. Yeah, it was just kind of a, it was a light watch. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't, didn't mind it by no means. No. But I love, I love Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. He yes, does, he, great. He does a great job of, at, you know, being Ant-Man. But you, I mean, you have Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus. And he should have been fleshed out a little bit more. Oh, his character frustrated me he, only because he fell flat and Hank Pym was total jerk to him. It was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't really an arc to that relationship no. at all. And, and I, and I felt like it would have been wise to maybe even do a quick flashback and how, you know, they, they came to be in friends. I mean, they, they touched on it, but you know, I like flashbacks. Those are fun. Yeah. Uh, so that was just kind of blown over. But overall, I'm going to give Ant-Man and the Wasp a solid B. I thought the action okay. pieces were good. Uh, I saw a lot of the action sets. I mean, the runway down there by San Francisco, by the by the pier. I mean, we saw yeah. a lot of that on the trailer, which I hate. True. <sighs> Basically the whole thing, to honest, be honest. Honestly. But I love Luis. I think Luis is a great Michael Pena's character. He's a oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's funny. And the truth serum scene was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. I thought that was really funny. Well done. That's what I think Ant-Man does well. Is it's, it's, it's a contained adventure, and so the characters you get in there, I think their whole the whole group of ex-cons create their own security company, and all of their interactions I thought were really good. Mm. He, Michael Payne, exactly how he was in the last movie, he is. 
I wish we got more of those like flashback scenes that we got in the first one that are just super funny. You get one in this one and it's really good. I mean, I was which, which yeah, one was, was it? The one where in with the truth serum. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, with with Michael Pena's voice is uh, voicing the other characters. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I I love that. I love that they included that in this movie, but I thought that was yeah that that part was great. Really funny. Yeah, I I would give Ant Man and the Wasp a B minus. By all means, a B minus isn't a bad grade. I just felt that you know I felt like it was fine. It's a serviceable it's a serviceable film. It's above it's slightly above average. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's nothing that, you know, if you don't catch Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's not like an Infinity War where you're going to feel a little out of the loop. You'll be fine. It has a nice little tie-in to Infinity War yeah. at the end there. Yeah, mid-credit scene. We'll, we'll talk a little quick spoiler here. Uh, I really like that. So, spoiler. Skip ahead, pause, whatever, if you haven't seen it. I loved that he's in the quantum realm and the Wasp's mom, what's her name? Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Oh, geez. I don't remember. Uh, she's like, don't get stuck in the time vortex because we can't get you out. And that's a total lead on for Avengers 4 involving, uh, you know, time travel. I think Ant-Man's going to time travel and catch up with Captain Marvel. That would be oh. that would be really sweet to have okay. Ant-Man and Captain Marvel team up. Or even towards the end of Captain Marvel, Ant-Man shows up in the credit scene. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm all for that. And I still think Cap- yeah. Captain Marvel should be in December. I don't know why they're having it in March. Kind of weird. I mean, this de- this December, as we talked about, we're getting no Star Wars, no Marvel, just Aquaman. Yeah, that's really – I am I I know that Captain Marvel, I think, just finished production maybe yesterday or the yeah. day before. Yeah, they finished filming just yesterday, I believe. Yeah, so it's pretty. I mean, it's done. They just got to edit it and everything. I mean, you, I, you can get that I'm done sure by Christmas. A, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they want to have fresh in our minds right before Infinity War. True, but I, I'm curious. What do you think's gonna happen in Infinity War? I'm gonna throw kind of a little bit of a of an audible here. What do you think's gonna happen? Like, kind of a basic plot point for Avengers Four. Yeah, I, I wonder when we're gonna get the title of that movie. It's gotta be coming up soon. I've heard Endgame is a possibility. That's kind of mm-hmm. what the, I think the editor or one okay. of the producers revealed something about okay. Endgame. Uh, I feel like what will happen is a lot of time travel is going to be coming to pass, especially with Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. There's going to be some link with that. Mm-hmm. In the Battle of New York, apparently there's been some leak uh, photos from set of that, that they're redoing that. So Ant-Man's going to be in the background just doing something he might – just t- changing the path of how Thanos gets his stones, you know? They might not even yeah. have vision come to pass, and they might just destroy the time zone. Something's going to happen. It's going to be really interesting. And I hope it's well okay. done and it makes sense, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think what we're going to get – I think with the going back to the first Avengers, I think we're going to get – he's going to do something with the Tesseract. So that's going to be, I don't know, taken away, or he's going to steal or something from Loki – that's one thing. I feel like they're going to make their own Infinity Gauntlet, and mm-hmm. Iron Man's going to help with that. Ooh. So who's going to wield and, it? You think Thor or Iron Man's going to wield it? So this is kind of what I've gathered, and this is what I think is going to happen, because you get the whole Hulk is doesn't want to come out. He doesn't want to fight, and Bruce Banner's kind of useless by himself. Yeah. So what I think, in the comics, you get Professor Hulk, who's a combination of both of them. So you have 
the Hulk's strength, his body with Bruce Banner's brain. So I think Hulk, I think Professor Hulk is going to wield the Infinity Gauntlet that they make oh, in order to kind of undo everything that'd be and so fight things. Sweet. Yeah. I, you need you need to flesh out the Hulk a little bit more for Avengers Four. We didn't get the Hulk that we wanted. No, and I think that's why they didn't, because I think a lot of this new one is going to be developing Professor Hulk, getting him out, getting him to fight Thanos again. Um, Captain America is going to die. He's going to go up against Thanos, and I think he sacrifices himself so that the other Avengers can get away on time. Yeah. I, we know that Tony is going to have a kid, so I don't know if there's going to be an epilogue of where, you know, like Iron Man has a kid and Iron Man's kid... I don't think he gets a suit, but I think we start to see how he's super smart, kind of a genius kid, something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think those are our basic plot points is they'll go back in time, stop, do something to make sure that Thanos can't get his stones. I, I'm throwing out the Professor Hulk thing there because I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I, I'm all for that. Would love that. Yeah. So the, the potential for Avengers 4 is there, and it's coming to a great conclusion. And MCU has done it right. One hundred percent. Unlike uh, you know your boys over at DC. Oh gosh, they'll get I, it, man, they'll get it together. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I I have high hopes for Aquaman, but yeah. Oh, I think Aquaman will be good. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, what do you think? Let's let's start with it. This one out of the, right out of the gate. What are your least favorite? Oh yeah, let's go with the least favorite Marvel. All right, let's get into our top. Well, let's five. go with number five. All right, for me, right out of the gate, dude, Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. We've, we've touched on this. Uh, yeah. I just had super high expectations for this movie. Felt flat. Didn't like the characters. I liked the villain, Michael Keaton. And I think Tom Holland is a great choice for Spider-Man, a great casting pick. But I thought this mm-hmm. movie was just... Man, some of the jokes were so awful. Ugh. Oh uh, and I remember... The- I remember Ned's in the in the library there at the end during the dance, and the teacher's like, "What are you watching?" And he's like, "Uh, porn." I was like, "Gosh, that is just the worst MCU joke ever." I know it's like like you see it coming from a mile Ex- away. Exactly. I was like, "Don't say it." He said, "I was like, oh geez, gross." Ugh. Just just really fell flat. And there's some other jokes. I was just cringeworthy. Like uh, for me, the whole MJ thing, just like ham fisting. Oh jeez, come on. That was you really know, bad. I so, didn't like that. Hopefully, Anyways. hopefully, Spider-Man: Far From Home is good, but we'll see. Uh, what's your number yeah. five? Guardians Two. Oh, okay. It's you know, the story is. It's just I don't know. Like I don't get it. I don't get why we need to spend all of our time on this planet with Star Lord trying to battle things out with like his dad, who's not really his dad, and it's just kind of a mess. Yeah. It, I do like the ending though with with Yondu and mm-hmm. how all of that stuff is with the whole Mary Poppins thing. <laughs> kind of funny, but no, nah, I I think it's kind of bottom tier there. Don't really care for it. Definitely. Uh, for my number four, I have Iron Man two. Okay. Just, I mean, you had a great Iron Man one, and then Iron Man two was. I don't, know if you, I don't really think you need an Iron Man 2 before the Avengers. I mean, this came out before the Avengers. You had two Iron Man movies. True. Uh, so I, don't, I didn't think it was really necessary to have an Iron Man 2. And it was just, just a weak MCU movie installment. The, the, the villain was okay. 
could have been better. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man 2, number four. Yeah, mine's uh, at number four. I've got Civil War. Wow. Okay. I, I disagree. Would I, love to an explanation. I really don't. I felt like everything that they set up for like this, and you know, we might get more of a res. I didn't feel like there were any stakes involved. I didn't feel like anything was super. The villain is just like kind of meh, you know. I mean, and I didn't feel. Yeah, the villain doesn't have any superpowers, but I I did like how he didn't have any superpowers. He went another strategic way to have the Avengers basically face off against each other, you know, having that video yeah. of the Winter Soldier soldier Bucky killing Iron Man's parents. I thought that was I thought that was intense. It was a different yeah. take. I I mean I don't know. I thought, honestly, the movie was basically made so that they could bring in Black Panther and the new Spider-Man and just be like, hey, look who's coming soon. Mm-hmm. You know, just like basically a, t- a trailer movie for these two new characters. Yeah. I mean, that was the credit, the end credit scene is uh, Spider-Man gets his suit from Tony and at the very end it says Spider-Man will return. So I agree with you yeah. there. I have Captain, Amer- uh, Captain America Civil War just outside of my top five. I thought it was great. The airfield scene, uh, the airport scene is unbelievable. I thought that that was so cool. Like Avengers, yeah. Avengers fighting Avengers. Can you ask for more? No, I th- I think it delivered on those aspects well, but I think the main story of the Civil War, especially in the comics, is so. I feel like the the dilemma and the moral battle that both of them have is so much better than just like them in a room beings, you know. We should we should make ourselves known. We shouldn't. I just feel like they made, gosh, I, I feel like it was I agreed with more, and it just seemed so much. It just seemed like it made so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Captain America's side. I don't 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 really care for it. But what's your? I do three? like I do like how there is a rift between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers now, and yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how that's repaired in Avengers Four. So that aspect of uh, Civil War, I do like. I mean, they haven't spoken since then true yeah it'd be interesting to see where that goes uh number three for me is black panther i've touched touched on this before i just felt like the movie fell flat it was very dull i mean black panther just doesn't have much of a personality which i understand uh and some jokes really some jokes really fell flat for me and i will say this though black panther the first trailer was one of the coolest trailers i've seen for an mcu movie that was that was cool dude i i don't know why I don't get why you don't like Black Panther. I think Wakanda itself, honestly, when you're sitting there in the theater in Wakanda, it feels like the whole area is so cool. Black Panther, he's just such a cool character. He's very subdued, very mild-mannered, but also with a lot of strength to him as well. So I like that. But wh- I, don't, I don't know why else you don't like it. I mean, I, the first initial view, I didn't mind it. Then I saw it again, and I was just like, eh. It just fell flat, man. I just thought Black Panther is a dull character. Michael B. Jordan's a good villain, and you just didn't. He he was he was gone from the movie for like a whole hour, basically, and then he yeah. just shows up. So I thought, like like I said, Andy Serkis as the villain, as a side villain, didn't really didn't really need him. So yeah, Black mm-hmm. Panther, controversial. Yeah. I like it. What's your? Th- I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> I I definitely think that the. Black Panther is actually top five for me. Easy. I I loved Black Panther. I had so much fun in it. So yeah. kind of interesting that you you don't like it. You know, agree to disagree on that one. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm all for that. What's your number three? 
Number three for me is Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, it's meh. It is what it is. Very forgettable. I, I also kind of give it the benefit of the doubt because it was made basically when they didn't, they probably didn't know much of what they were going to do with the whole MCU. Uh, yeah. And I kind of give it a break there, but. It's a, it's a filler. It's like one of those filler episodes, you know, it's like, ah, do we need this? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, for me, number two is Captain America First Avenger. Oh, the, dang. The reason why is I, I like Captain America. I think Steve Rogers is a great casting choice. It's just you have the Red Skull. The Red Skull is a cool villain. And he disappears for 10 years and then shows up again in Infinity War. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I can kind of give you that one, but I, I just don't like how how uh, Captain America is just wrapped up into doing these plays for like the whole uh, segment of the movie. There's, I mean, it's Captain America. I just feel like there wasn't enough action for you know Captain America being Captain America. But yeah, the 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 sequel. However, I'll talk more about the sequel, Winter Soldier. But that's my number two: is Captain America: First Avenger. Okay, I actually would say that Captain America First Avengers outside of my just outside of my top five. Okay, I, res- I, I respect that. Yeah, I, I have a good time with it. I think it's a good little setup film for for the character and for just kind of setting up who he is and kind of his desire to want to go out and be more active and be good. I do like that background mm-hmm. story of how Steve Rogers becomes Captain America and how you know he's the yeah. one selected to be basically the super soldier. So I did yeah. like that aspect i just felt like the second half of the movie just gets a little jumboed around okay yeah number two um, for you keeks let's hear it thor 2 mm. never even seen it but i've just from how bad <laughs> i've heard of it and you can't put it there if you haven't seen it <laughs> uh just you know haven't have seen enough of it and enough clips of it to know that it is not worth my time and probably right about there really see I know people don't like the Thor movies. I don't mind them. I really don't. I like Thor. Maybe because Thor is one of my 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 favorite Avenger. He's like my second favorite Avenger. But Thor two is okay. It's not great. It's literally outside my top five worst MCU. But my gosh, you got to see it before you rake it there. I'm just honestly, if I were to, I kind of I I threw that one in there. Honestly, I would I would throw Spider Man Civil Spider Man Homecoming at number five. And then push them all down. Yeah. So Iron Man two would be my number two. Yeah, but just wanted to throw Thor two in there because <laughs> just have no desire to go see it, and I've heard it's bad. Uh, but maybe it could surprise me. Who knows? Yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's okay. I mean, for what it for what it is, it's me. Uh, for me, number one is Guardians Volume two. We saw this oh, last. Wow. Summer. I just there's too many potty jokes. It's just uh, it's so scrambled. And Guardians, the first Guardians is. Like, number six for me. It's right outside my top five. I love the first Guardians. And this one just introduces too many characters and didn't love it. I did like the Yondu ending, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But just just very, just dumb. It's just a dumb movie. Sheesh. Yeah. Man, I've got, I mean, I've got bottom five, but the worst one. The worst one. I, I have no desire to ever watch it again. Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Thor 1 is my least favorite. Oh, whoa, whoa. The ca- I will say, the camera work at Thor 1 is just, ew. <laughs> Some of the angles. 
Uh, I and I have seen Thor one, so I, I put it there because I have seen it. Justified. Yeah, I. I just it, you don't care for Thor at all. I, I feel like it just makes him seem like a huge a hole and not a likable character. And then Natalie Portman's thrown in there, and you know she's she's fine. The whole thing is just kind of fine, but it's color palette's bad. Yeah, um, I, I think the villain. I don't even really remember the villain. I think the villain's just that big, like metal cyclops monster thing. Yeah, this really dumb. No, I mean it's borderline DCEU. Yeah, villainry. And uh, I mean they're having their little face off there in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, New Mexico it is. Well, you know, we'll do it. I guess it's still during the time where probably the MCU didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Or, and then we're just trying to feel his, it out. His hammer was in New, New Mexico, so that makes sense to some extent. But no, nothing against New Mexico. I love I love Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. Poor one is uh, – now, now that I'm thinking about it, I might have to throw that in my top five and push, push Spider-Man Homecoming out. Nah, nah. Um, Here's how it is. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to our top five favorite. So that's out okay. with the bad and with the good. Uh, what do you Start got us off, dude? What? Oh, you want me to? Do it. Oh, would love to. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, number five. Okay, that's a really good one. It is great. Yeah. I, these are one of those uh, rare prequel, I mean, sorry, sequels that you get that are better than the first movie. And yeah. this one was just, it's like it got an espionage feel for it. I like that Black Widow's in there. Uh, there's a strife with, uh, you know, you get some traitors, that, people that are, you know, basically uh, treason here. And Nick Fury is in. I like just all these actors, Nick Fury, Black Widow, and Captain America, those three working together. And then you have mm-hmm. Bucky that comes in. So uh, Steve Rogers is freaking out, like, wait, you're still alive? And I can just kind of feel that emotional attachment. So this is a good movie. It's great. I remember watching it in theaters and i was like wow left the theaters and i loved it so number five i i think that's a good one i i have this one's kind of an unpopular opinion from what i know but avengers 2 age of ultron yeah age of ultron i really like it i think this i think the action stuff is super cool i think ultron is a cool looking villain he's he is very no but he's a cool villain it's a different take like i agree i like i like age of ultron and the whole battle and like Sokovia and all that stuff is a little interesting, but I love this. I love the the shot where it's cycling around and you see all of the Avengers at work, like trying to fight against Ultron in that little like tower thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's... that's a really really see. And the ending credits are super cool too. Uh-huh. You get like the pantheon of Greek and like Greek gods and goddesses, like the poses of the different Avengers and stuff. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Avengers Age Ultron gets a lot of hate. And I feel like it's gotten better since Infinity War. That Infinity War made that movie better in a weird way, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Age of Ultron. I think the Hulkbuster versus Hulk was cool. really sweet. Yeah. I was at the edge of my seat when I watched that. Awesome. Well, what's what's number four for you? Black Panther. Okay. I I like kind of like I already explained. I Wakanda a movie is you know a movie is really good for me at least when the setting feels like an actual character and when you get to go out and see the different parts of Wakanda and the different tribes where you go to Mbaku's 
like gorilla kind of warfare tribe. It's super cool when they go over to him and you just get a feel like his sister Siri Siri is super cool. Um, just like the first action sequence where he drops down and throws the bombs and stops the convoy. That part's really good too. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool set pieces there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Thor Ragnarok, dude. That movie is so funny. That might be the funniest uh, MCU movie. Oh, I agree. And the first time I watched it, I liked it. I walked out. The second time is better. I don't know what they did, but the second time is funnier. They made Thor funny. Hulk is great in it. So Thor Ragnarok is is great. It's super funny. The the set pieces are are wonderful. I like the characters. And the color, I mean, it's so vibrant. It is. It's such a good-looking movie, I agree. And it leads into Infinity War perfectly. Yes. Oh, it does. Yeah. So Thor Ragnarok, number four. It's grown on me more and more. Sweet. Um, Number three for me is Iron Man. Ooh, okay. I love, I think Iron Man, it honestly, like, that movie was seriously the sink or swim for the MCU, and they freaking got it a motorboat and a freaking yacht and killed it (laughs) iron man and i mean since then as you can see like thinking of five mcu movies that i didn't like it's kind of like it's kind of hard it is like 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 even like our top five worst mcu like they're still okay movies you know what i mean they're watchable exactly no that's exactly it's just like bad but i mean compared to justice league all these movies are the godfather Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) so true honestly so number three is uh iron man for me number three is the avengers the first one okay i felt they did such a good job of combining these movies and making it into all these characters and just kind of the self imploding there on the on the ship of Shield, and yeah. how Loki is just kind of turning uh, everyone against themselves, and the Battle of New York is is unbelievable. So yeah, I I love the, that uh, Shield ship scene. I think it's so cool. Yeah, and yeah, the first one is great, and I love how uh, Thor uh, beats up on Hulk up in the ship, and then uh, then they take down that big worm. And then Hulk punches him. So good callbacks, you know. Oh, yeah, that's throughout right. the movie. And then the Avengers is just the first one is just super watchable. Yeah, I I, I remember when that first came out. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah. believe that we had like seven. It just never been done. Yeah, and that was just such a monumental movie in theaters. It just broke yeah. so many records at the time. All right, number two. Number two for me is Thor Ragnarok. Mm, I like it. Oh, I. It's hot. It's just, I love, it's, it honestly takes the character of Thor that, like, we're, my, my, Thor 1 is my least favorite to Thor Ragnarok, which is just, makes Thor so likable, so cool, so funny as a character, and, like you said, with Hulk, uh, you've got, I mean, Jeff Goldblum in there, that, that alone. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? And the like the color and Korg and Meek. Korg, I was in tears with some of the jokes. He's like, even though when he's talking about his hammer, your hammer pulled you off. 
It sounds like you had a very intimate relationship with that hammer. It it's just it seriously. I after seeing that movie, I went back and tried to see bootleg versions of that scene and watched them over <laughs> and over again because it just made me laugh so hard. Yeah, I remember you, Steve-O, and I. We all watched it. Opening night is great. Yeah, good time. Real good watch. Uh, yeah, for me, number two is Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they nailed it on the head. That's my favorite movie thus far this year. Um, that movie is just great, super rewatchable, and it sets everything up for Avengers Four as we've talked throughout this podcast. So yeah, they executed that movie perfectly. It's super high. A lot of people loved it on IMDb. It's rated number twenty. I know. I was actually looking at that today. It's like yeah. I think it's the highest rated movie of this year as it, well. It's it was just received well by the. I think you said this in one of the other pods. It's just a comic book wet dream, dude. It's great. Oh, it is love it. <laughs> what what's your number one? We're here. Num- number one for me is my, uh, my number one MCU is Infinity War. Oh, there we go. Of all time, like you said. There, not much else to be said. It's so good. Man, it you just have combines everything. Very few of the jokes don't actually land. It's true. It's really funny. And it's serious, too. Yeah. Thanos is such a great character. Who would have thought they would flesh him out so well as well? Every time I watch a Josh Brolin movie, like uh, No Country for Old Men last night, I was like, that is Thanos right there. That is Thanos. Would he so spare good. me? Uh, for me, number <laughs> one... For me, number one is Iron Man, the original Iron Man, the OG. Wow. Uh, like you said, Iron Man was the first person to the yacht party, man. Just He's the captain. He, he got it going. And I will say this, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is maybe the best cast for a movie all time. Like him as Iron Man is perfect. I can't think of another actor that would replace him as Iron Man. In the comics, after he was Iron Man, they now model Tony Stark after Robert Downey Jr. Yes. That's how good he is. Yes. They took and now it looks just like him. It's so he good. Look, he just looks so much like him, man. It, it's it's uncanny. It, it is. It's great. So I, I think he did just such a great job in the first Iron Man. It sets everything up. Jeff Bridges as the villain. So that one is super rewatchable. I remember watching that in theaters and was floored by it. And then oh, it yeah. just it started this snowball, man. Crazy. It it really did. Love the just the scene where he shoots the wrist rocket into the tank. Oh, walks away and explodes. My gosh, just one of the most ba moments of the MCU ever. Uh, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, is truly one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. That I. I, I totally agree. And you know what? I I think I will say this. Now, I think personally, all-time best Marvel movie ever made is either X-Men 2 or Spider-Man 2. Oh, I, I can't disagree with you on that. I think Spider-Man 2 is the best one ever made. The X-Men 2, I rewatched that last year in prep for Logan. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it is so good. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really, really good. Now, we're just talking about MCU movies, so I think our list for MCU is great, but if we're looking outside, it's been a lot of stink stinkers, but also been a lot of winners. Mm-hmm. You've got Logan, you've got uh, Spider-Man 2. The Sam Raimi trilogy is for Spider-Man is great, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Three is 
not amazing, but it's still serviceable. It's still a good movie. Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, fun fact, apparently uh, for Spider-Man 4, they want Sam Raimi want to introduce uh, Mysterio because there's an actor that appears in all of the first three Spider-Mans. He's the usher for Spider-Man 2, and then mm-hmm. he's the waiter for Spider-Man 3 for the ring. And so he plays like all these disguises, and then he, Sam Raimi was going to introduce him in Spider-Man 4 as Mysterio. Yep, so that would be cool I, if we would have gotten that. That's some really interesting stuff. There's a there's a YouTube channel I like to watch, and it basically talks about canceled movies and what we could have gotten from them. And he goes into a lot of depth about Sam Raimi's. Uh, they were gonna have Vulture and the Vultress, which is kind of interesting. Oh. Okay, but yeah, re- really good channel there. I don't know what it's called, but it just talks about canceled movie sequels and stuff. And I gotta say, before we wrap up. Superhero movies are fun. You know, that's why I like to go to the movies to be entertained. And most of those superhero movies entertain me. Yes. And some people may think they're a little bit overkill at times. You're eating the same food, you know, weekly, mm-hmm. kind of like with these MC movie, MCU movies. But they're all fun and they're all mostly a light watch besides Infinity War. I mean, that, that kind of rocks you a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next phase after Avengers 4. And I think it's going to be hard to top what they've done these past 10 years. But you never know. There's always characters to be used. Exactly. I, I love it. This week, we are we're planning on catching a few movies. We want to catch, see, we've heard great things about Won't You Be My Neighbor. So that'll be one we hit up. And uh, what else are we looking for? We are, we are going to Skyscraper. That's it. The time has come. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Skyscraper, Won't You Be My Neighbor, maybe another movie. We'll see if we can squeeze one in. But yeah, this week we have an exciting couple of podcasts. We're going to give our top 10 movies of all time for our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I to gotta start that list because there is just a I list of movies. There's a lot to be included. And then we'll have our first guest of Josh Reynolds in for Uncle Drew. Talk a little sports movies. And then after Skyscraper, we're hoping to get MCAT on and talk – some skyscraper for next week. Yeah. So we're and f- I will I I promise you guys I will have seen Die Hard before we review Skyscraper. Oh, uh, yes. The, yes. To see if it will indeed be better. Than <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, we'll that's a it's a bit of a stretch. I mean, The Rock compared to Bruce Willis, I don't know. Yeah. You know, right. we'll, we'll we'll give it a chance, but thank you guys for tuning in for this super sweet episode. Of the Sweet Film Talk. This is the Sweet Keeks. And this is the Sweet TC signing off. All right. Sweet. Sweet.